I never understood the pizza rule to the degree of like, does, do, what, do people get two pieces or is it one piece per person? <laughs> well, it depends how hungry your team is. And at okay. Shopify, we're, we're hungry. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Work Mode, a series of conversations with leading creators on how they get their work done. I'm Alex Nemiroff, co-founder of Dynamo, a digital agency in Montreal. Welcome to Work Mode. This is the third in our series of interviews with investors, founders, and startup folks produced in partnership with Accelerate Montreal at C2 Montreal. Today, I talk with Satish Kanwar, the VP of product at Shopify, a little outfit that is the world's leading multi-channel commerce platform for small and medium-sized businesses. You may have heard of them. Satish was on last year's Forbes 30 Under 30 list, and he is an active speaker, mentor, and angel investor in the Canadian startup community. He is also, as you will hear, an awesome human. And in this interview, he offers a ton of thoughtful advice for company builders and product people alike. Listen and enjoy. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's up, Satish? How's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, so right now, uh, you're in you're in Ottawa, or Toronto. I'm in our Toronto offices. Cool. Are they as cool as the Montreal offices, or cooler? All of the Shopify offices are are pretty cool. And uh, I, any given week, I'm at one uh, one of the other offices outside of Toronto. So I feel like I, I belong to all of them equally at this point. Oh, that is such a good PC answer. Very good. Um, <laughs> what, what's, uh, I'm curious, just as a kind of foundational thing, what's on your agenda today? Great question. Uh, today is a, a pretty equal balance of uh, writing, uh, you know, trying to, to share context and, and some plans with the team. Uh, so some quiet time there for myself. Uh, I've got a couple meetings with uh, different product teams here at Shopify to provide uh, feedback and get kind of a understanding of, of where their roadmaps are heading. And then a couple of external partner meetings just uh, talking about our collaborations and, and where we're going uh, on the external front. Cool. What time of the day is most productive for you? I got to say my core kind of hours of the workday are productive, I would say, for a lot of other people. I spend a, a lot of time kind of scheduled in trying to offer feedback and, and keep momentum across the, the org. And that means my personal productivity hours are uh, kind of on the tail end. So I'm either mm. uh, I'm up pretty er early and get a lot done between 8 and 10. And then similarly from kind of 6 p.m. onwards, uh, that's really where, where most of my productive time comes in. Cool. Yeah, that seems to be a trend, right? They kind of like, uh, yeah, the, the, the beginning and the end of the day, and then you have all these meetings in between, um, which kind of dovetails nicely with the next question. Do you feel like you do your best work alone or with others? I'd say I'm most productive when I'm with small groups of people. I think, uh, mm. you know, it lets me feed off other people's uh, ideas to collaborate, to solve problems. And, uh, you know, I always feel like I take something new away from that kind of conversation about how we reached a solution or how we kind of communicated. And, you know, it feels good to, to keep 
uh, teams moving and, and open up new ideas and, and roadmaps. And I say small groups specifically, because I think there's kind of a dividing point, like the, the pizza rule, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you can't feed the room with one pizza, you probably have too many people. I think that is a pretty productive stance on, on things. Uh, after a certain point, if everyone can't contribute openly, then it's not as productive of a discussion. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, this is kind of a big one, but I, I feel like people surprise me often with talking about what excites them most about their work. What excites you most about what you're doing at Shopify? I'm most excited always about just how kind of large and and motivating the vision of Shopify is. Mm-hmm. I think I, I can I find a lot of kind of moments in my day to day that remind me and show me why we're here and and what we're building. And I find when you can connect kind of your day-to-day work to the overarching goals and, and vision of the company or team you work for, that that's kind of the most inspiring way to, to lead your work life. Mm. And, um, you know, as Shopify has kind of uh, often said, we're, we're here to kind of build a path to more entrepreneurship in the world and enable internet entrepreneurship at scale. And I find the questions and problems and products that I work on on a day-to-day basis contribute directly to that. And that, that really kind of inspires me for, for my best work. Man, that's amazing. Other side of that, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> you, you can never do as much as you want to do at the same time. Mm. When I first joined Shopify uh, almost four years ago, we were a team of about 250 people. And I used to say, man, this is so big. Like what, what are we going to do with this many people? And as I've learned and, and built a growth mindset today at over 2000 people, uh, I'm find myself usually saying, man, we're so small. We have so much to do. We That's need amazing. so many more people. So, you know, yeah, getting the right and enough people and resources and investment and all of the amazing things we could be doing, uh, is what keeps me up at night. What about outside of work? Is there, is there, What's your favorite thing to do uh, to disconnect or, or uh, when you're not at your desk? I try to be pretty regular at the gym in the mornings. Uh, it mm. really kind of is one of the best things to take me outside of my, my day-to-day, almost uh, meditative in its own way. Mm. And I also really enjoy uh, cooking with my wife and having kind of that disconnect in the evenings as well to, to get caught up and, uh, mm. and spend some quality time together. And I find those things started in my days in the best way. Nice. Any productivity apps or hacks or things that you kind of swear by and, and run your day with? I'm a very dedicated Wonderlist user. I have mm. been for, for many, many years and, you know, some potentially, you know, upsetting news with Microsoft's uh, mm. kind of need to do app coming down the line. We'll see what that means for the future of my productivity, but uh, I've learned <laughs> to use that <laughs> that pretty well. And, uh, you know, a lot of the regulars, otherwise Slack, Google Calendar, Evernote, right. and, and so on, you know, just the, the suite of the right things that, that keep me moving. Mm-hmm. And I do most of my, my work day to day off of my iPhone. I, I got the plus last time around, and it's really been kind of a, a huge change just in terms of letting me do more uh, off that device than leave my laptop kind of away from meetings and, and away from my day-to-day kind of productivity. Mm, nice. Do you live by your calendar? I do, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty critical for me. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder how someone, you know, in your role prioritizes everything that you have to do. Like, are there, are, how do you look at that kind of uh, broadly speaking? How do you make sure the important stuff is getting done? We talk often at Shopify about being a highly aligned and loosely coupled team. And mm. what that means is that, you know, we, we need the uh, velocity and uh, kind of distributed decision making that comes with being uh, loosely coupled and having a team of many teams um, and what that puts the onus on uh, folks like myself for is making sure that we've done enough to provide and build high alignment. So the same shared context of uh, what we're doing, how we plan to get there, what our long-term vision is. And you know that means that I, I can choose and prioritize my work by always choosing the things that will lead to the most alignment and offer my teams the most leverage for them to continue doing their work without me mm. and uh, where needed to, to come in uh, on those loosely coupled areas and offer kind of very specific feedback, uh, like an editor at the end of the process. So I want to just transition for one second to Accelerate Montreal. You're going to be speaking to the startups as part of that event. I'm curious first, like what drew you to participate? Well, the Accelerate series has just been so phenomenal, kind of Canada-wide over its history and mm. bringing together the right speakers and attendees. And I think the quality of both is what makes it such a such a great event, is just getting the, the right and enough people in a room, not mm -hmm. not optimizing for scale of people or you know, fanciness of titles or anything like that. It's, it's really about uh, who has something to offer and who's keen to learn. And I appreciate that kind of environment. And, you know, I'm going to take that as an opportunity then to share from my personal experiences, building and, and scaling products at Shopify to offer that kind of future lens to a lot of the startups that are there and starting to think about when do I bring in my first product manager? You know, what does that mean for our business? And how do we kind of operate with that when we're a team, you know, 50 or 500 or, or so on? What do you feel like the, the key challenges to growth? I mean, are, we, are they tied to, you know, stage of the company, size of the company, mindset, the right leadership in place? What are the, the, the biggest obstacles that you, you feel like startups often has to have to face in that in that vein? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the unfortunate truth is it's a little bit of all of those things to, uh -huh. to be to be very honest. And I think, you know, that's what makes building and, and scaling a startup uh, so hard. And there are many things that are very kind of individual about the kinds of people and kinds of leadership that you hire, uh, which I think are, are often some of the most critical issues that uh, startup founders and leaders have to figure out for themselves case mm -hmm. by case of the kind of culture they're trying to create and the people they're, they're going to hold accountable for doing that. And that's why, you know, I hope in other areas like how to build and manage multiple product teams, those are things that can be a little more directly replicated from successful organizations. There's a little bit mm -hmm. more kind of discipline and, and uh, you know, established context there that can be kind of learned through cases and through others, while things like leadership and culture have to be experienced and learned through failure. 
So you were, well, Jet Cooper, your agency was acquired in 2013, right? That's right. And I, I remember there was this quote that we pulled up, but it stuck with me as well at the time. You know, this idea that Shopify gave you and, and your team, this the entrepreneurial freedom that you had when you were at Jet Cooper. Did you know that going in? How was, how was that feeling captured? And, and is that a big factor to the kind of success you're able to have there? You know, that, that feeling was very uh, evident up front and a lot of it came through kind of getting to know, you know, people like Toby, the, the founder mm-hmm. and, and the leadership team. And it was so evident from their kind of way of work and way of thinking uh, that that founder's mentality was there and expected from everyone uh, joining. And when I share things with you, like, you know, the concept of being highly aligned and loosely coupled, that's how Shopify's retained that entrepreneurial culture and founder's mentality at scale. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the kinds of people that uh, we attract and even uh, for that matter, our product management team uh, is made up uh, uh, vastly of previous founders that uh, bring that direct experience and and enjoy the environment here because they're kind of having the ownership and accountability of their of their decisions. So, you know, ultimately, you know, that made uh, me and and my team joining at the time, you know, very comfortable that, you know, we would be able to own our, our own outcomes and in the grander scheme of things, create value for, for Shopify. And mm. personally, it was a realization that, you know, sometimes the environment that you create for yourself isn't the most optimal environment for learning anymore. You know, where my time was going as a, um, you know, business owner was, was increasingly not my craft. Uh, but instead, a lot of what was needed to operate the business. And mm. what I really wanted to do at, at that juncture in my uh, life was to to build my craft in product and strategy and UX and spend more of my time uh, doing that instead. Okay, fascinating. And so now you've been there four years. Given the growth that you've seen both at the company, probably at a very personal level, do you feel like you hit the same kind of inflection point in a different way, this idea of managing versus craft or or are you still doing the things that you love to do so to speak Uh, i'm absolutely doing uh things that i love to do and more than i ever thought i would be in a position to be to be able to do four years ago in creating impact and and leverage and and new opportunities at shopify and you know even uh, in my current role i spend you know at any given point i have kind of a product area that is a personal focus for me, one where I'm applying more of my direct time and energy uh, to to accelerate. And uh, that uh, really keeps rewarding me and my craft. And also, I get to learn constantly from all of these other founders and amazing product managers that are now here at Shopify that are, are also doing that in their own um, scopes. I find it really, I don't know, inspiring or promising that there is a place that can harness what founders of other places, you know, have done and kind of have yet to do in that environment. It's that's much easier said than done. It's really nice to hear. Just wanted to take a second to say thanks to Unbounce, the landing page builder for marketing teams and agencies for sponsoring work mode and for allowing us to use their recording studio here in Montreal. Unbounce has a great podcast of their own for digital marketers. It's called Call to Action. You can check it out on iTunes and at unbounce.com slash call to action podcast.
I'm kind of curious. I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you made that Forbes 30 under 30. You are also recognized on that all-star alumni list for leading the millennial revolution. And I wonder, aside from, okay, you know, that must feel kind of cool. I wonder what, at a personal level, what do you feel like are the qualities that have contributed to that kind of success for you? Uh, Well, uh, I have to say that I, I, for the most part, just feel very, very fortunate to uh, have had the the opportunities that I have had in in the recent years, and so much of that for me comes from the success and capabilities of the people that surround me. And as uh, a product leader, I, I'm largely just a reflection of um, you know the people um, that build the product and and have Shopify. Uh, to what it has been, and the same when I was building my agency, it was a reflection of the the people that that actually executed those projects and, and those strategies. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of this comes from you know hiring and and surrounding myself with and supporting the right kind of talent, uh, not for just what they've done before in their career, but for recognizing what they're capable of and getting out of their way. So. Uh, Yeah, I I feel like I owe a lot of it to the team and the great people I'm here with and, you know, feel fortunate to be recognized on everyone's behalf. So I actually just want to spend a few minutes talking about kind of the landscape in Canada and how conducive it is to startup success. There's a quote that I have in a Globe and Mail article you were in where you said, for the innovation economy to reach its full potential in Canada, we need to have more companies headquartered here and contributing to the ecosystem. Do you feel like that's happening? There seems to be a lot of really positive momentum. Do you feel that as well? Um, what's your kind of outlook for the state of Canadian startup landscape? I'm personally very kind of inspired by and proud of the progress that our local ecosystem has made over the last kind of five or 10 years. It's just been phenomenal to see uh, more founders uh, stay here keep their companies here, mm. uh, more accelerate to follow on rounds of financing for a wider spectrum of industries of companies to, to really establish themselves here and uh, just more even broadly for us to become more self-confident that you can kind of build in Canada and, and be successful. And I think that takes, you know, just positive feedback which people need to see the examples, which will lead to more examples, which will lead to more examples. So right. it's an, an accelerating effect in of itself. And uh, I hope we're passing a bit of an invisible threshold where uh, it just feels generally possible to every new entrepreneur to to do that at home, and uh, that's the kind of kind of environment that we have to promote. You know, given all the kind of like innovation mandate that the government is kind of um, taking hold on, I wonder is there a role that the government can play there to kind of keep its innovators here to to encourage you know what what you've talked about kind of building and staying in Canada. Look, I think on the whole, it's it's always going to add a lot of value for for founders to feel like the macro environment is on their side, mm-hmm. which you know we we can't necessarily say for our neighbors in the south. Um, and um, you know we're really fortunate that we've got the right kind of overarching support. But I don't think there's uh, we should build a dependency or expectation that you know the government has to help us cross the finish line. I think that's uh, our responsibility. And that's why, you know, as you mentioned in that article, you know, my hope is that as companies build here and see success, that they know uh, to reinvest that success back into the environment for, mm-hmm. um, 
for its health, it has to be us that that take responsibility for it. We can't expect the government to to do everything, and we can't expect um, you know a multinational or or American companies to do it for us locally either. So it, it really comes to uh, setting the example and investing back into the same environment that we took a lot from to to build our our own companies up. And you know that that's hopefully what more companies will keep doing. Cool. Yeah. I, I really feel like you're talking the talk and you're walking the walk. It's really nice to uh, kind of feel like both of those things are happening. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Maybe on a last note, we always have this, <laughs> I have this kind of baked in question about what advice you would give your 20 yourself, but your 20 yourself is not that far behind where you are right now. So, <laughs> um, uh, but I am curious, you know, for, for those who are not founders necessarily, or maybe not founders yet, and are grinding away at work within an organization, like what advice might you have for those who are either thinking about their own thing, or they're working on something on behalf of someone else right now? Look, founders and startups can only exist if people are willing to to work for them and chase their visions with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the respect and and power to people that are uh, working with other companies. And all I suggest is to make sure you work uh, with companies of all sizes and ranges and that you really believe in the vision and leadership, you know, no matter the size. And I think when that's true, that you're being the best representation of yourself and, and likely learning more. Um, and I also today, we're just in an environment where there's so many more ways to do something of your own, you know, mm. whether it's a side hustle or a part-time project or entrepreneurship within a company or, or even just the financing and funding options available to, to break out on your own. So I think people should just try more things um, mm. because we can, we can now more than we ever could before. And the more you try and, and experiment, the more likely you'll build that self-confidence of what you actually want to do in the long term. Cool. Try more things. Wise words Try from more Satish Kenwar. <laughs> thanks so much, Satish. This has been really awesome. And uh, I look forward to meeting you in person uh, at Accelerate coming up. Likewise, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Great chatting with Satish today. As always, if you have comments or questions about anything you've heard, you can find us on Twitter at Work Mode Show. And for more information about Satish, you can follow him at S. Kenwar. This episode was produced in partnership with Accelerate Montreal, which brings startups from all over North America to C2 Montreal. Work Mode is produced by Dynamic Collective Ventures, a not-for-profit building knowledge-sharing experiences for the digital and creative community. Staff at Edit Audio is our editor. Olivier Allery composed our theme. Thank you to our sponsors, InVision and Unbounce, as well as our media partner, the design blog, Mind Sparkle Mag. Please subscribe to Work Mode, rate us on iTunes, and give us feedback. You can visit our site for a complete show archive at workmode.show.